The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. That will end this part of the show. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, the, on what on this whole scenario just turned out to be? <laughs> well, to keep it with what Jalen said, some people are meant to be married. There are some people who just aren't meant to be coaches at this level of sports. I mean, there's a reason. Look at Saban. And Jalen, I know you love Saban. I'm saying this from a place of respect. There's a reason he didn't work out in the NFL. Some people aren't meant to coach at certain Thank levels. Thank God he didn't. Yeah. I mean, there's, some people aren't meant to coach at certain levels. And some people just aren't meant to coach. <laughs> there's some people who just aren't meant to do it. So it's I, I, I don't think they get smarter. I think they just – they get a chance, they kind of go back into the woodwork and then they get a chance to have another job and it doesn't work out. And they realize, oh, this is why they got fired. So no, I don't think they get smarter. I don't think they get better. I think it's sometimes on the off chance it happens because there are always exceptions to the rule. It's by pure circumstance and just talent around the team. Yeah, it's just odd to me. Real quick, recycle coaches, go ahead. Garrett, real quick, I'll give you a prime example. Brad Stevens, your Celtics, Brad Stevens. Okay. Cole. He's meant to be a front office dude. There you go. He's meant to be a front office dude. It's you find your role. He's meant he wasn't meant to coach. He was meant to be a front office guy. He had the mentality for it. Yeah, it's it's and all I nuts think, to me. I, and I think Sean Payton, he saw the writing on the wall when Drew Brees left. Like, why am I gonna put my name on this pile of shit that we're gonna put out next year? Why I'm would I ride with Jameis Winston for two years? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But his thing, the thing with that. Why did Jay, why did Jameis fail so much with Bruce Arians? Because both of them were the same guy. They wanted to chunk it deep. They wanted to take Chris. They wanted to take Chandler. And they did like they didn't they didn't mesh together. When Brady got Bruce um Bruce Arians, they balanced each other out. Brady wanted to chuck it down and play smart, while Bruce wanted to go ahead and take chances and take that thing deep. But Jameis Jameis got Deshaun Payton. Sean Payton balanced that dude out, and Jameis was balling before he had before he tore in the ACL. Once Sean dip, once Sean dipped like from New Orleans, and Jameis came back. Guess what? Jameis was back to being Jameis. Yeah, yeah, because Peyton was the strong influence in getting between mm-hmm. the – t- him out. Right, because Jameis be has – documentary. Has the tools, <laughs> but not the toolbox, right? Yeah. Million-dollar arm, 10-cent brain. Yep. I, uh, I don't know. I, I just think everybody's given this, the, Sean Payton too much credit for what he hasn't done yet. Like, it's – like, I'm with you. Like it's you're going into a, it's a, a lot of specul- it's a lot you're of going into a situation. I, I don't want to be negative, David. Like I, I, I better I, I, than Hackett. I actually always hope for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we at least we on that. Because better it's, than Hackett. It's always than it's always good content for our show when you're cow- when when you're when your Broncos lose week in week out. It's better for our show on Monday. So I I kind of hope that Peyton doesn't accomplish anything. But it's yeah, I just think that like we're giving this guy too much credit for something he hasn't done yet, and he can he can fix a train wreck in, in one season because he's supposed to be a a quarterback whisper i don't think that's true i, I think that russell wilson's got some situations and some things going on because we, we only hear about certain things right we don't hear all of it and so right. we, we and the, i think there's a lot like where the smoke there's fire man and this guy yeah. seems like a not not a not something's not right somewhere well he'll yep. be fine i think Denver's gonna improve 
They'll be fine. They just got to reassure that defense because they did trade Bradley Chubb. So I think Denver is going to be fine. Now, they're not going to win the division next year, but I think they can make the playoffs next season, and I'm going to get that prediction. They're not going to win the division, but I think they I think they can make the playoffs next year. That's my early prediction with the with the division. Uh, real quick, because I see – I see the Yankee. I see the Yankee jerseys in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Here what do you go. think about the, What do you think about the new MLB rules um, for this um, for this season? I okay. I I quite like them. I, I but I I because I, I like I because you're not getting less. Okay, we'll start with the pitch clock. You're not getting less baseball. You're getting right. compressed baseball. Like you're, you're still nine outs or or three outs an inning and 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 nine. You're you're still getting the same. I quite like that. I, I quite like that it's that it's, it's a little quicker. Uh, the one thing I don't like about it is that you are running it. You might run into a situation in let, let's say, let's go to September, October, when you, you're standing there in front of your television, or maybe at a game when you uh, you're chewing not not just your fingernails off, but your lower knuckles off to watch a pitch or watch whatever happens, and then you have a situation where that moment gets rushed. And then the, and baseball gets rushed and it gets too quick. And and I'm not, I'm not saying like, I don't want to talk about maybe that a guy gets walked because a pitcher's not on the mound or whatever, because like, that's that's ridiculous. But I think as a baseball fan, I think we're going to lose those moments because of of those rules. Right? Like I remember back in one the Jeter home run that that at bat took so long, right? And then the you had the uh, home run. That uh, happened in the the, the, the 2000 and, uh, 2004 playoffs with Big Pappy. And you, you sit there and you chew your knuckles off. I think we might lose that because the, the pitchers are going to be rushed and the batters are rushed because those at-bats seem to take forever, whether they did or not. But in your head, you 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 look back and think that they might have. And that that's why I'm not too, too keen on that rule. I think they should change that, speed the game up until the seventh inning, and then in the, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, Go go back to what it was because I don't want to lose those moments in baseball. I can agree with that, but I'll say we, here, here's my ta- here's my take on the baseball on baseball. It needs to happen because baseball's been like outdated for a while. I love baseball. I, I I love it. It doesn't matter what it is. I love it. Um, but it's always moments that are big with me. But nobody in, in this time and day and age, if you want to save it, as far as the entertainment and the relevancy. You must find a way to adapt it to this age. You've done a lot of it closely because you're doing a because baseball is doing a better job at advertising the stars of the game, and there are stars Finally. in this game. There are yeah. stars in this game. Aaron Ju- Aaron Judge for your Yankees, Ronald Cunha Jr. with my with my Braves. Like there are stars in this game that you must that you must advertise. This is going to be good because it's going to speed up. It's going to like the pitch count is going to speed up the game a little bit. Now, the first few months of the season, we know we're going to see a whole lot of bombs. We're going to see a whole lot of runs. It's going to be the most highest score. It's going to be the most highest scoring time in baseball. I'm with it because it can get the conversation. The biggest thing in baseball right now, especially in MLB, you got to get the conversation started. Not a lot. Not a lot of talk shows are going to be talking about that outside of the usual ones. You got to get the conversation started. I'm with it. The ba- now, as far as the size of the bases, if it's there for safety precautions, I'm with it. I'm with it. If it's a safety precaution, I'm with it. Uh, the boxes, I'm fine with that too because you're trying to speed up the game. You don't want to be out there for three hours, whether it's cold, whether it's hot. You don't want to be out there that long. I, I I completely agree. So 
I'm with it for right now because you're trying, you try, you're trying. The biggest thing you're trying to improve the quality of the game, and you're trying to improve the status and make baseball relevant as possible and entertaining into the younger generation. We understand it's a traditionalized sport, and I'm a traditionalized dude. I grew up in Southeast Georgia. That is a traditional base state portion uh, um, portion of the state. But I'm also good with um, adapting to change. And baseball has got to get better at that because I want it to continue to grow. I want to be able to, uh, I want to be able to enjoy it and have the conversations with other people. And I think this rule is going to be a step. It's not going to fix everything. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But like I said, it's going to get ugly before it gets pretty. And I think this is going to be one of the things where they get, they got to go through the ugly so they can get to the pretty. That actually brings up something that I kind of want to touch on with you, Brent. Personally, I think that the unspoken rules of baseball are some of the dumbest things to still talk about today. What like you talking? About? Like just case in point, like with um, it happened. A, it was either a year or two ago where they put in um, who was it? They put in like a center fielder to pitch because they didn't have any pitchers to throw in, and he threw like sixty right over the middle, and dude took it out of the park. And the um, the manager was just, I can't remember the names of the people, but the manager was just like, oh, you know, that's just bad baseball. That's bad sportsmanship. You don't do that. He's like, dude, if you throw it 60 down the middle, I don't care if I'm up by 30. I'm taking it yard. <laughs> I'm gone. Like, what, what do you feel? Yeah, if, if you don't if you don't want a guy, good, good, that's a very good point. If you don't want a guy to, to, to have, if you don't want a defensive player pitching against you, don't get in a situation where the defensive player pitching against you. Don't, don't fall down 14 runs in the eighth. Like yeah. that, that, that's on you. And like, there, there is some things in baseball that are a little bit antiquated for sure. And, ba- and base, but the th- like, I, I love the game. I, I absolutely adore it. The thing about baseball is that the only sport that hasn't changed anything. I shouldn't say anything, but in, in, in general, they have not changed anything since the 1800s. And, and yeah. like the, the other Agreed. sports, have, the other, the other sports have done, done things like basketball added the three point line. That like that's I, I remember like it, that's a thing, right? Football's changed their rules. Hockey's changed their rules. Every sport has, has adjusted their rules, and baseball hasn't until this year. And that's why I think people are a little bit butthurt that there is some change because it's been the game for so long. And that and and people are like get off my lawn. Not not that this isn't how the game's supposed to be changed. We used to ride horses to work, right? So yeah, yep. things change. And if it can be better, great. And if this, when this season's over, they'll, they'll probably find some things that say, yeah, this one worked, this one didn't. And they it's can change things again. It's all, it's all going to be a test. Uh, like, really, uh, Brent, let me ask you this. Are, like, I know you're heavy in the MLB, mainly with the Yankees. How much are you into with college baseball? I watch it. I watch it a lot just because I'm a baseball dork. Like, I watched it a lot, and I, I, I like it a lot, but it, it, and it, it moves pretty fast. The aluminum bat thing's kind of got to go away, but um, that's the first thing. The pitch clock, because you have a lot of kids that, because they're kids and they don't know any better, there's a lot of mistakes going on in college baseball with the pitch clock, and they don't know, and they think that they're the cock of the walk, and they're all going to be the next Hall of Famer, so they have problems with the pitch clock. It's, uh, college baseball's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a great, exciting game, because I, because the reason why I like college baseball, the enthusiasm that they show when they win, whereas 162 games, they a lot of a lot of teams seem like, like win. 
you win, yeah, okay, we'll play again tomorrow. Yeah. College has great enthusiasm in college football the same way, but college baseball, it's it's a lot more enthusiastic. It's a, it's a better it's a more entertaining game in that fact because the players seem to to care more because uh, by the time they get their junior senior year a lot of those guys know well this is it this is my last my last couple of games the thing that what what i really truly love about college baseball more than i love about the mlb it's the same concept as college football in the nfl it means more to college than it does in the nfl nfl is just a business it's work and it's entertainment to the folks so college is entertainment but there's so much caring and passion with it um not to mention, there are not is the, okay. What's a great rivalry in pro pro sports right now? We're talking about legitimate rivalry in pro sports. There are more legitimate rivalries in college athletics than there are in any professional hundred percent right now. Because even there's, in college baseball, there's rivalry, there's rivalries in the SEC: Alabama, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, Alabama, Auburn. Auburn or whoever, like there's so much rivalry. There's so much rivalry, you know, like in college and college sports in general. Don't matter what the sport is. Heck, even tennis and track. There's so much. There's so much into that. And the reason why I love college baseball so much because of the rivalries. Because you're gonna get fans of those rivals coming to the same area, same compact area, same seating, and there's gonna be cheering and booing. And if the umpire makes one wrong call, you're gonna get half. Upset the other half, excited, and like you, you, you got that going on. You got that animosity. The only time I can ever think about a true rivalry in MLB has been my Braves and the Mets. That's really about it. But also because to me, and this is no disrespect to the Yankees fans, and I get it, y'all are hostile by nature. <laughs> I'm a good Yankee fan, actually. I'm a nice one. By nature. No, here's yeah. what I mean by hostile. You're good when the game ain't going on, but when the game is on and the umpire ain't calling nothing or somebody make a play or there's somebody you don't like, say, uh, uh, like, especially if you're a Red Sox and just using your, your now, just using an analogy on yours, y'all are going ham at it. And if y'all don't win, y'all are upset because y'all have such a high expectation. But my Braves, Braves country, we're the best fans in the MLB for this reason only. It feels like college atmosphere. Because we have so much pride and passion with it. Not saying that y'all don't, but the environment of us, especially being from the South, there's a college type atmosphere. And that's why I love college baseball so much, because of the atmosphere and the passion of it and the care for it. That's what Brett and I have talked about this more than once. Sports is best when emotion is involved. And that comes from the fan base. But then when it comes onto the field, when the players care, right? It's not like uh, when the playoffs come by, that's when the players care. But like uh, game 21, it doesn't matter. But rivalry rivalry weekend on uh, whatever, that first, the last week of uh, November, when yep. Portland plays Portland State, the Iron Bowl happens. Right, the like there's games that people care. Like if we could, we could lose every game this year, but if we win this Beat game, them. Michigan, Ohio State, right? Like the, these are the games people have circled on their calendar. This is the one we must win, and it goes down. The players themselves know it, but like when once you get once you become a pro, you're now a pro, right? Like you're 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 now applying your craft. And sure, you want to win, and sure, you're playing to win. Oh, so you're but kind you of with me here a little bit. But yeah, there you don't. Go. Yeah, you don't care as much 
as when you're in the college program. So NFL and, fans and are what, bullshit, right? Because they, they don't mean, actually care. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on now. No, NBA, no, no, no. The, the <laughs> fans <laughs> care, but the players don't NBA as much. give you MLB a little bit because is there still a rivalry between y'all and the Red Sox? I mean, Not at all. History, Not since 2004. Because like, the Red Sox, no, Red Sox, the Red Sox just, finally yeah. won one. They're, well, they're, my like, socks have been hot garbage. Uh, yeah, we're, we're the only like, team so, in MLB who can go from top the of the division okay, uh, and winning everything to the bottom of the AL. And I don't know how we do and it. They win year. again and lose again and win again. And yeah, lose again. It's, it's, it's odd. the same team. Yeah. It's the same team. <laughs> but they just, yeah, but not, not re-sign yeah. anybody and there treat are, people. Yeah, and I'm so upset. I'm still upset about like, Mookie Bats. There are some robberies in the NFL because right He's now so we we understand the whole, NF, and the whole NFC He's hate each other. We know that for a fact. Uh, with my Seahawks, we respect the Niners. We don't like them. We hate the Rams with a burning passion. And the, and the Cardinals, we hate them, except for Larry Fitzgerald, because Larry Fitzgerald is the one, one NFL player you can never hate. You can't hate Oh, 100%. You can't hate It's hard to. So there are some NFL robberies that are legit. There are some. There are some that's trying to get developed and get into a run. But one thing, we will, we will never see that burning hatred where you say, once these guys hit the field, there's a potential to, um, to be a fight. We know that mm. because you don't want to pay that fine. Mm. That, hasn't that, been, that hasn't been that much. There's going to be some talking. There's going to be some in your face. But it's never gonna be that blood. It's never gonna be like bloodshed type where a fight is going. You are leaving out a massive division where we all despise each other. Have you seen the beef between the Jags and the Titans and the Jags and the Colts and the Jags and the Texans? AFC West, I know. AFC South, thank you very much. Sorry, I didn't even. No, no. I don't care about that division so much. I forgot the name of it. Like that. That hurts. That no. division didn't mean no. shit since Peyton how, left how, for Denver. How, how Denver do it? How Denver do in the playoffs this year? How many? How many oh. Super Bowl titles does your division have? Uh, Colts have one. Uh, the Jags beat you guys <laughs> in the AFC divisional round in our second year with Burnell. Uh, I know Elway. I hated when that. When y'all had Elway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I've been holding on to that. What are we in Denver? That? Yeah, no. My Broncos we, have some tragic playoff losses. Oh, we my sh- my Jags have some fun wins too, but it's but it's, like there's not really a whole bunch of robberies in there outside of outside of college. And going back to the college baseball thing, I got so there's so much passion in there, and there's so much pride even with their stadiums though, because you think about like hosting a regional, the environment of a regional, the environment of a sub regional, the environment like going all the way down to Omaha because that's the end goal. Like there's so much passion into it. You lose, it's going to hurt. It's not an everyday thing. And the robberies of it, especially if you lose a series or get swept by the people that you hate. <laughs> Woo, baby. I'm so jealous of the passion of what you speak, Jalen, yeah. because we don't have that we where don't we have live. That. Like, look us up in on Google Maps, Lethbridge, Alberta. Like, it's, we're miles away from everything. We're, we're, we're a 12-hour drive to Seattle. And is is where we are. So we don't get the and, calls, the the, the, right. the the enthusiasm and stuff. And I, and I and agree with you hundred yeah. percent. And where you guys live, like you're you're a two hour drive to like four Anything. road games, right? Yeah. And 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 we don't, we don't minutes. have that. Yeah. Well, like so. I'm, I'm two and a half hours from the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, and and that's that's a four hour flight from us after a two hour drive to a major airport, right? So you guys, I, and, and you know, I've, like since I've been in my teens, 
I've been a little bit jealous of the American sports um, accessibility. The, the It's right there for you. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. You got your shit right in front of you. Sports aren't in front and they're like that for us in Canada here, unless it's hockey, and especially unless you have a kid in hockey. You got so, the Raptors. The Raptors, like, Toronto. they're a long ways away from Southern Alberta. Yeah. Yeah, they can, and I and and I could give a fuck about See, like, NBA the, the one thing that when I tried, I wanted to talk about a little bit about spring football and how mm. there isn't the passion that that like in foot like in NFL you have a thing and there's re, the rivalries and stuff. I don't think that that will ever work. I I honestly don't think that that will ever work for the simple reason that you you will never have a passion for the game, and I don't think that you have you you need a passionate team and you need to and you, you go to minor league baseball parks across across the United States and there's there's a few in Canada the they're not full. They're they're not they're not televised unless unless you buy the package. I I, I think you're going to have a hard time convincing people because I think people do get football fatigue and they because they, it's 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 very intense from September until January February whatever it may be and you you have that. I don't think that people have enough passion for football across everywhere to to watch it all year long. I re I really don't. I don't think it'll ever work. So I will, I've got a couple things on that. So one thing I will say, and it'll tie it back to something we talked about earlier. The people who watch that are the people who do the mock drafts from the second the playoffs start, they start planning this. Those are the people who watch it. Those are the people who do that. The way that spring football will be successful is the same reason why minor league baseball, it, it's not successful, but what it is, it's, you, you know, your you, they know their role. They know their place. They know their lane. It's the same reason why Big Three in the NBA is successful. Each person, and shout out to our guys over at um, Level the Playing Field. Uh, one of their guys and I were going back and forth on Twitter about you know why this whole Kevin Durant, why I think the whole Kevin Durant thing is going to blow up in their face spectacularly, and I can't wait. But it's if you know your role and you stay in your lane, you can be successful. If the USFL, if the XFL decide to be more of a G League for the NFL, that will work. What they can do is they can do what they did with the minor league system or with these new rules in baseball where they tested them in the minors before they brought them to the majors. That's what they did. That's how they got the three-point line. That was the thing in the ABA. That's how you got the sky cam. That's how you got the coaches' challenges. That's how you got all these things in the NFL. You try it where there's less room. There's there's more room for error. You can try it on a smaller stage. You can try it where you know, you know the stadium's not going to be packed. You're not going to try a new camera angle for the first time ever during the Super Bowl. You'd never do that. But you can try it during the spring when less people are watching. You can try it with some of these guys who are trying to get back to the league. You can try these new rules. You can try these new things. You can put in these new systems you want to try to run. And if they work, you try it at the next stage. If they don't work, cool. We tried it. We'll never talk about it again. Let's find the next thing. So if it stays in its lane and knows its place, spring football can absolutely be successful. The issue is when you get out of that spot. Dave? Um, I, I agree with that. Like, it's just, what, what is, what is the XFL trying to be? Are they trying to be a feeder league or are they just trying to, to compete with the NFL? Because that's, that's never going to happen. No, and, no, I no. and I completely ahead, agree. Like, you know, if it is, if it is going to be a D league and, you know, in Canada, we have a league that it's the CFL 
and it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a total lesser brand of football. It's different rules, bigger field, bigger ball. Um, yeah. it's it's I don't know if you've ever seen it. It can be entertaining at times. I don't understand why there can't be a between the XFL and CFL, just like have this as a developmental league and like for the guys that can't make it and, and, and work it because to me, it's somewhat unwatchable. And also it's, it's spring and summer and and football and maybe it's just habit. Like, you know, in the fall, Mm -hmm. that's just Sundays are for football. And, you know, once, once it starts going down, my son plays baseball and he has shit to do. And then I, I got, I got, I'm busy with my family on yeah. Sundays in the summer, but not for football and football. I, I have no interest in watching more football. My take on that though, is like it's, they don't care. Like nobody cares what Dave Van Robes does or Brent Rolinski or Garrett does or, or, or J- Jalen does. Like they, if the network's not making money and no one's watching it, it, it can it survive? And that's the only reason why that it's 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 on television is because some somebody said, well, we might might be able to make some money. And if it's if it's not getting getting eyeballs, it's not going to survive. And that and that comes down to the end of it. Like, it, will there be enough eyeballs to make it work? And that and that's the thing, and and because there's no rivalries and because there's no no names, there's there, mm-hmm. there, like the Rock can only promote it for so fucking long, right? Like it, it's it's it, it, at the end of the day, it has to be something more than just minor league because the networks are the ones who are, are are making it work, right? And if NBC says, you know what, this is no good, it's no good. Well, so I to that point, and just to play devil's advocate a little bit, if. It can work to a degree if you look at it almost from a business standpoint. So like Google bought YouTube and they understand it's going to be a complete net loss forever. And they just accept that because they're making a stupid amount of money. Besides that, the NFL is one of the most profitable sports in the world, I believe. So if they're willing to just accept the USFL or the XFL, they decide which one they want to partner with, that they're just going to operate at a loss forever, then they'll roll with it. Case in point, if, I don't know if you guys ever watched the um, the Dansbury Trashers documentary. I think it's on yeah. Netflix or Hulu. Oh, uh, yeah, one. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. But that was a dude who's just like, this is the best way ever to burn money is just invest in a minor league team. If these guys understand, there's a there's a great book I've mentioned on the episode in the past, and I, I actually I have it with me because it's an incredible book. It's called Football for a Buck. And it's basically, it's the original USFL. It's by a former reporter. His name's Jeff Perlman. Looks like this. Uh, if I can not blur it, yeah, uh, it's fine. There we go. All right. There we go. Kind of. So it's audio friendly podcast for sure. Um, <laughs> what it is, it's basically about the rise and fall of the USFL. And it's about these guys who expected it to be successful right out the gate, the NFL, the MLB, NHL, MLS, you know, English premier league, all these leagues, these new sports were never successful right out the gate. That's not how this works. This is, this is the long con. This is the long play. If you expect success out the gate and you try to compete with the major networks, if you try to do that, that's where you're going to fail. Uh, it's it's called football for a buck. And I, it, if you look at the story, it's hilarious. This isn't a political statement at all. When some of these guys got into the league, guys like Donald Trump, and they bought their teams, they wanted to take it to compete with the, or the NFL in the fall. And they thought they would be able to beat it with an antitrust lawsuit, which they kind of had a point. And the courts actually ruled in their favor. For a dollar. And, For a dollar, exactly. And the owner, one of the owners of the NFL said, that's it, and walked over to the um, 
walked over to the USFL's bench and just handed him a dollar out of his wallet and just kind of was like, are we done here? Like if you, if the owners get greedy, if the, the league heads get greedy and they try to start to make that push into the fall to compete with the NFL, they're going to fail. Brent, you're hundred percent correct. If they try to compete with the NFL directly, they're going to fail. If they understand their place as that farm system, as that minor league team, and these NFL teams and these and the NFL league itself decides to just let them operate at a loss and absorb them, they'll stay around for a while. But this is a long play for sure. Which is kind of telling that the rock is there. So know your role and shut your mouth, right? <laughs> so, and give me a couple bucks at the end of the day. And yeah. you know, and that's that's the only way subsidiary football is gonna work on a professional level with the NFL's blessing or or pocketbook. Absolutely. And 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 it makes complete sense. I don't know why the NFL wouldn't do that to have a D League because I couldn't imagine how many how many players they can develop because you know 23, 24 year old men might not be ready to play the professional game, but you get two, three years playing with professional coaches and and and, and obviously at a subpar level, but of course, no, but these are now college kids that are all ready to like, want to dedicate their life to football and try to make a, 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 a game of it. And so you mm-hmm. give them like food and rent for three years and you can see how they see develop. Happens. Yeah. Jalen, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but like you have a situation now where the average NFL lifespan is only two and a half years. Cause these guys take such a fucking beating through high school, college, and then get into the pros. So you're telling this guy that he's going to play two years in the, in the, in the XFL, or the USFL, and then he's going to be ready to play in the national football league. It's, it's not viable. It's not viable to have enough quality players to do that. It's not. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree on that. I think there's gonna always gonna be enough players, especially for the NFL, and for them to be able to play. Um, I'll give a prime example. Kevante Turbin, and again, we already talked about the Cowboys, but one thing I will give him credit for, which is a rarity for me, uh, Kevante Turbin, he was in the uh, he was in the USFL. He was, I think, he was the MVP. Yep. Cowboys picked him up. I think he had, I think he didn't take a month off of playing football. He was a return man. He was an All Pro. He had, a, like, again, know your role. He played it smart. They rarely put him out on receiver until they really, really had to. But at the end of the day, he was able to succeed in the NFL for a good bit based off the experience and the, and the, and the stuff that he showed in, in the USFL. So that's one. Uh, your, I disagree with the comment that you made about, like, the world becoming football fatigue. Football runs this world, especially in the South with the iron fist. You will never get tired of football for as long as you live, as long as you are in the South. That is a fact. It is God and then football right after. Not necessarily in that order. Some people <laughs> could put football before God. I know a few, but ain't, but that's another uh, but that's another day. Um, the way the NFL is going, especially on how they want to protect their players. There's going to come a point in time where instead of a 53-man roster, it might get larger based on depth. Based on, um, based on depth. There's possibly going to be a research on that. So with the, U, with the XFL, the USFL, there's a multitude of reasons why it's there and why it can uh, like it succeed. Think about the rule changes that – uh, think about the rules that are running the XFL. There's a possibility that the NFL might pick up on that. 
especially how like unique they are. The two point, the one point conversion, the two point conversion, the three point conversion. That's entertaining. That's actually pretty that's entertaining. And that's been getting some, and that's been getting some like some eyeballs looked at. That's the fourth and fifteen conversion instead of the onside kick. Fourth and fifth. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. That's that's exciting. About, and, here's, and here's the reason why. A lot of people do that in Madden and do that on sports video games. They go for it on fourth down anyway. Make it in real life, you might get you might get something. You definitely might get something on that one. So I can see that succeeding. But really, they know the role in which the XFL and the USFL have. A lot of that goes into, say, like you got meeting and like the end of the season meetings or off-season meetings that the NFL have as far as like rule changes and stuff. XFL and USFL is possibly a good te- uh, a testing tool to see how that would pan out, whether they can use it in the NFL or not. We know what we know what the deal is. Nobody's competing with NFL because you know you can't. You might be right on the on the robberies thing, but you, but robberies are built on time. It's not off the rip. Not everything is built. Not everything is hated on site. So I would give the XFL and the USFL time. I think they can generate uh, enough eyeballs given the area and given the success. But because like the XFL has the Rock. Who was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment? <laughs> they can keep they can keep some eyeballs on the game enough. Right next so to Jalen Prince, there's no works. doubt about that. But yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, no. Dave, and that's ahead. the and I know this ain't the Rock, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stone I'm a stone cold Steve Austin fan, and that's the bottom line. Man, he was, wasn't so. stone cold great. Like he was He's so cold. entertaining. That's that that rivalry that Rock Steve. Austin oh, rivalry was the best he, in he, history. He's my, he's my goat. Stone Cold will forever be my goat. The, and I don't think there's any doubt. Like, like, like I was like, I'm a little bit older, well, a lot of bit older than you guys, but like Hogan, but Hogan had nothing on, on Austin. Like just the everything, right? Like Austin's the best, like by like just the absolute best. No. Uh, Rick Flair. Because you guys are from, from from that. Yeah, you guys are the no, south. So um, like, yeah, you no, guys it's not, it, that ain't the reason. <laughs> being from the south ain't got nothing to do with Hogan. Um, uh, I'm you not guys sure. had w, like world championship, world class no, championship no, no, wrestling. Not that. Else. Not, not, not that. Uh, um, I'm not sure if y'all noticed, but yeah, I am black. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we. We are visual right now, even though it comes over <laughs> as an audio. And- I had to break it up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a stone. I'm a stone cold. I'm a stone cold head. I'll I, 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 I'm forever than that because, like, you think about a guy that's had this much success, being who he is, the style in which he does it, and it doesn't fit what most people in society would do, and he did not care anyway. He just wanted to whoop your. He just wanted to whoop your. You know what? It came around at the perfect. It's a perfect time for it all to come through the way that, that it, it worked out. Uh, yeah. And when he was in the ring, he performed the stunner, the, the Stone Cold stunner, the reactions of it, the selling portion of it, the way he knew how to set a promo <laughs> and a fight, the f bomb, yeah. like the f bombs, the flipping the bur- um, flipping the birds, <laughs> the beer pointing. Sp- but the real thing to me. I felt like, and I did my research on this, the real thing that really took it off with, uh, like, Steve Austin as the GOAT is the rivalry that he had with Vince McMahon. Do you know how many people that were their boss? Thank you. That was it. That was it. (laughs) Can do that to their boss. Can can do that to their boss and keep their job. That's the one thing I... 
Yeah, that's the one thing I will respect about wrestling too, and one thing I respect about Vince. Like you listen to all these, like you know, dark, and I'm, I'll be the first of it. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but I respect it. And it's a situation to where it's like, if you if Vince had an issue with you or you had an issue with Vince, he would walk back to the middle locker and be like, "Hit me, get it out, let's go, let's move on, let's move past it, let's get back to doing what we're doing. Take yeah. it out on me if you're mad at me, and then we'll move on. Let's get over it." Yeah, it, it's crazy to me how I don't know how we got to this point. But, well, Jalen, thank you very much. But it's <laughs> no, because you brought it up. The fourteen twenty podcast kind of how it always works out. We end up on some different fucking conversation, but God knows what. But no, it's it's like wrestling used to like there was always that doubt about where this is going back into the eighties, obviously. But oh, yeah. there was always that doubt of whether it was real or not, and everything else and fake and uh, And the McMahon came out and said, here. "Nope, it's 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 predetermined." And then it got more popular. And, and, and it yeah. grew and grew and, and it goes today where it's it's even more scripted and it's it's huge and and you're like and people are going absolutely bananas in these arenas right across the country and you're like how the what the fuck is going on here like it, it's it's absolutely insane how wrestling is is at the level it's at when you're told like I said before we thought it would we had it eh, we kind of think it's fake we, it's not predetermined I mean they're athletes there's no getting around that they're 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 athletes oh, they jump around and they get and they 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 take a beating night in night out but the the the, the outcomes are predetermined and, and 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 they tell you like yeah this is this is a joke and and it, it's as big as it is it's 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 mesmerizing to, to watch the theater of it it's it's, it's mesmerizing yeah absolutely Dave uh, I think well, it's Go been ahead, a t- it's been like that's the last time I watched wrestling when it was uh Austin and and The Rock. Like I don't I I have no idea what's going on in professional wrestling these days. I don't care to I watch do it. To I, I do to I do to agree. I just manage like watching wrestling because I'll be busy with work and doing other stuff. Um yeah. it's just like it's WrestleMania, it's uh the Royal Rumble, um SummerSlam. And every once in a while, maybe Survivor Series. So a lot of the OG, a lot of the OG, uh, the OGs, yeah, the OG shows. But definitely, you, definitely WrestleMania without question. I'll tell you a quick story. I was 16 years old, so that was 40 years ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and it was uh, WrestleMania. It was uh, Macho versus uh, Hulk Hogan in the in uh, was the main event from WrestleMania, and it was on closed circuit TV, so you couldn't get that shit right. So I had a me and two buddies. I had my license, so we drove to the the Sportsplex, the uh, the the local barn, like where your basketball or hockey team would play. Paid our fifteen bucks and went to go watch it. Watch the whole card. Like, so we're in a hockey rink with a big screen TV, like we're watching a movie, watching the whole card. And so now it's Macho and Hogan in the final. And Macho came off the rope and gave him the elbow, <laughs> it's finishing move. And I was like, and like uh, one, two, and then Hogan kicks out. And then I'm like, get out of the ring, Macho. Get That's out of the crazy. ring, because Hogan was doing his thing. And I go, get out of the ring. And everybody's looking at me and my buddy's telling me to shut up, shut up, shut up. And they can't hear you. Uh, and yeah, they can't hear me. And then, you know, and then Hogan does his thing and sits down. Yes. That's how much I loved wrestling back in the day when I was 16 years Let old. Let me ask you this. Did you ever eat Slim Jims? Um, yes. Not a, I have had one, but never because of Macho. 
I, I have, my I have had Slim Jims, and I think it was only because of Macho Man Savage, actually. <laughs> Driving through Montana, picked some up one day at a conical. Never told Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a life. My God. It's just, you look back on that and go, what? If he would have been a better baseball player, we would never know Macho. Oh, my God. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Guys, this was a lot of fun, man. I, like, we could probably talk for hours. Already been two. We should probably cut this thing off, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> like we could, uh, we'll, we'll find a way to disperse this and get it out there. But no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jalen, what is your favorite team and then most hated team? Favorite team overall. I am a Georgia Southern and Alabama. I'm a Georgia Southern Eagle and I'm an Alabama Crimson Tide. All sports on that one included. Most hated team. That's a long list, so I'll make it quick. The Dallas Cowboys, the LSU Tigers, the Auburn, the Auburn Tigers, the Appalachian, the Crappalachian State Mountaineers, the Georgia State Panthers, uh, the Phillies, Marlins, uh, Nationals, Met, and Mets. Lots of it. Oh, and um, and <laughs> and Orlando FC. I'm an Atlanta United fan. I, we don't like Orlando FC. Do you keep track of the soccer then? Yes. Oh, that a boy. He so, days uh, a soccer oh, guy. Yeah, I, I played only MLS. Only MLS. Yeah. Only, only MLS. MLS. So you don't I can't care do overseas. That's, uh, overseas yeah. is the next level. Like I'm not even there yet. Give me okay. MLS. Atlanta but, United. But come World Cup, you're you're cheering for USA. Oh, got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who else? Well, I know I don't know, but like, I kind I like did Nicaragua? Like, no, I did I did no, 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 no. that okay. way. But I, I, okay. I would do it for okay. If USA don't go far, it's either Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, that was pretty cool how Messi finished that the job. Cool. That, but that dude that he was going. That dude that he was going against in the World Cup, like they had the three, and they had them like the big uh, that, that French guy, yeah. That's a bad boy. You bet. That, that was that, that World Cup final was so, like, I'm not a soccer guy, but that's that World Cup final was unbelievable. Yeah, that was, was great drama. Moment. That was great drama. Garrett, your uh, favorite teams and your most hated. Let's hear it. All right. Well, favorite team. I'm wearing one of them. Uh, always been a Jaguars fan. I grew up. Uh, I went. To, or I went to Georgia Southern. That's actually where Jalen and I became friends. Um, that's where this whole idea for this thing even started. So hail Southern all day, every day. Uh, we were at Georgia Southern stuff because we went there. All the UGA fans down here were the uh, Georgia gear because they went to Walmart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all that smoke, bring it on. Um, and then least hated or most hated teams, uh, crap state for sure. Uh, which Appalachian state for the people who don't know, despise them, hate them. You want to talk about a rivalry? There we go. Uh, Hate UGA, hate Tennessee, both Vols and Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no, Jalen, that's a long list. We got we got to shout out JT two and put Dallas on there too. <laughs> like, I, we have I to. Say, oh, I will say this. I want to tell y'all a quick story. So, every time somebody would ask, uh, how would I describe the orange of Tennessee? I say it's like this. Somebody's chewing Starburst, the orange flavored Starburst. They're chewing three pieces of Starburst. Then they realize they don't like it no more. They spit it out, put it on the newspaper. They put the newspaper on the back on the back windshield of your car. They have no shade on the back windshield of the car. It's just straight glass, which means the sun radiation is gonna hit it hard. It's gonna stay there for about two weeks. That's the color orange that the Tennessee Volunteers have. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm silent because I'm picturing it in my head right now. That's all I'm just trying to, to cycle it through my head. But I think you're 100% right on that. Like, that makes complete sense now that I've I've let it cycle through my uh, my old coconut, though. No, boys, uh, great show tonight. It's a lot of fun. We'll find a way to distribute yeah. this out, put the whole thing out. We'll put the whole thing out on our, on our show. Um, do you all mind if we do, like, our intro and a couple shout-outs before we get too far ahead of it? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll stop and then come again. We'll do, and we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. But, no, uh, great. It was fun. Where can we uh, find your guys' show? Uh, first off, like uh, first, uh, how long you been doing it, and how did We've it come been doing about? Just shy of a year. So the story behind this whole thing, literally, Jalen, I know you remember. So him and I would literally get to a. We had a class at Georgia Southern, and we would literally. It was one of the um, kind of like man, giant more sports management majors. Yeah. So we. It was kind of one of the classes where it's in the giant hall where everybody is. It's a giant auditorium type thing. Yep. We would get there like we had like a three hour break between both of our class before that we would get there like two and a half hours before class and just debate sports for two hours straight. So many noise complaints. People would come <laughs> out of the class and tell us to be quiet. And like we had to be like, look, I agree with you. But we're taking a test. Like, can y'all sit tight for a minute? Like, yeah, sure. We're sorry. But like, that's oh, we're, sitting ti- we're sitting tight. Yeah, we sit tight. Was... We sit right. We sit right on the wood bench. The one, with, the one with the with, with the one with the wooden bars with air. The slots with, in it. Uh, with, yeah, with slots in it. Yeah. We were sitting tight. We was cool. We were, y'all that's was the whole thing us. started. Yeah, that's oh. when this whole thing started. So this started almost well because now, shoot, when did yeah you graduated? I graduated twenty eighteen. When you graduate? I was on the Van Wilder plan. That's why it took me five and a half to six years to graduate. Yep, twenty twenty. Yeah, so I mean, I that was you know almost shoot five to three or three to five years ago now where this kind of we would always debate sports we'd always call each other after games text and stuff like that and it got to the point where we just kind of looked at each other one day like dude what do are we doing a podcast Let's do it because, <laughs> like, why because, are we recording this and the thing the reason why it's kind of worked out because i was kind of speculated at first because trying to get listeners to actually buy in and listen to what we do um I, you know i was kind of speculating on that because with garrett his personality is very low, laid back and chill but dude knows his alcohol. He knows his liquor. He knows, like, he knows his drink. That's the expertise <laughs> on that. For me, what I do for work. I'm, and for me, I'm animated. I'm vocal. I'm loud. I'm a deep South country boy with a big, with a big man type of persona and personality that's like, you know, that's very unique. But like, knowledge of sports is heavy like that. In my opinions, they, you know, not always right, but you know, it's loud and vocal. So I fit that. I'm. I, I don't consider myself an entertainer just yet, but I know how to have fun. Oh, you're entertaining. There's no getting around that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, just kind of, it just kind of fit. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, with, no, no, sorry. Just with all this independent podcast network, I don't know how you guys came across our feed, but I started listening to you guys, and I I, I reached out to you guys on on Twitter. Like you're, thank you. For I that, man. I dig your that. energy, man. Like you, you no, guys have, it. you guys have. Uh, something I like and and you guys also talk about sports we don't like but with the same kind of passion Brent and I talk about our kind of shit and you're you're having fun and that's important and and I'm and I'm glad you guys took you guys stayed up late on the eastern time on the eastern seaboard to, I, I stay up late I stay up late regardless heck like once I'm about <laughs> to get off this and I finish writing this article I'm going to the gym what time do you got to get to work in the it's morning? Like call my bathroom, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> round six, like round, like round six. Because uh, I work at Planet, I work at Planet Fitness, so like go, like I got to be at work around six. So I get off early. 
Um, cause I gotta go call. I gotta go report uh, a a state championship basketball game in Birmingham, which is about fifty three minutes away from where I'm at. No, you, you guys, you guys put on a great show. We'll do, we'll do a couple things after here. Where we get put on a great show. I listen to you guys a, a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Very passionate about what you're doing. Keep grinding it out because uh, I think you guys are on to something there with what you guys are doing on on a on a weekly basis. I think it's fantastic. It's it's, it's a tough grinding, but just don't. Uh, don't uh, let uh, the numbers get get to. Don't even look at the numbers because I think eventually once it gets there, it just goes and goes and goes. And I think you guys are on to something something to be uh, pretty big for sure. And uh, all the, all, the, all the best to you. One of these we days, it, we really want to try to get the visual. We want to get to. That's one of our long term goals. But right now, just given how like money is, we'll get there sometime. But like that's gonna be like the next part. Next portion, next goal of our of our podcast. But we really do appreciate the opportunity for like you allowing us on here. No, right on. We'll get this out there. We'll share it and we'll get it out to spread it out to the uh, the the. Uh, we're, we, we're actually. It's weird. People listen to us. It's weird. A couple old dudes like us, but it's fine. So no. Uh, anyways, what's that? I found you guys. Actually, I said I'd love listening to you guys. Actually, I found you guys. Um, the first episode. I remember the first episode. I listened to you guys. It was actually the episode where y'all were talking about how Aaron Judge was getting on TV, and it, and I agree. I. I think it was one of our first, um, I think it might've been before we actually had an official Twitter for our show, was um, y'all talked about how Pujols hitting 700 was way more impressive than Judge hitting 63. And I could not agree with you more because I don't see, We I think I actually talked about it after I listened to the show on our show. I'm like, I don't see that ever happening again. Never. It's gonna be a long time before somebody gets close to 700. Never I, was like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, started listening, I think I'm like, I went on the side right. of Aaron Judge just because I don't know, bro. It's, it's not easy to hit home runs. Like, not everybody can do that. Yeah, like, 700, 700 is a longevity type of war, and I completely... Look, I pull holes. I, I love watching them play, but, like, the hit over... The chase that home run record, knowing that how hard it is to do, especially now in baseball, because outfielders are way more athletic than they were back in the day, so they can actually go up and try to rise them things a lot quicker. So I, I I I went the range of Aaron Judge on that point. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, it's a funny thing about the podcast world and, and reporting and everything else. If you, yeah. if you if you throw enough shit in the wall, something's bound to stick. There's, it's, it's just kind of the way it works, right? So anyways, how much soap you use when you do when you throw it. Well, that's very true. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, along with two dudes of sports dudes, 